0: This episode is brought to you by Hover. Go to Hover.com slash GOG and get 10% off your first purchase. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo.
1: And I'm Brian Schulmeister.
0: Guess what day it is, Brian? What day? iOS 13 day.
1: Actually, it's the day after.
0: It is. I did it I did it all yesterday. <laughs> oh, man, I did it today. I, I was busy yesterday. Right. You know, doing things. Right. So what do you think so far? Dark mode's nice.
1: I like that. I enjoyed that last night. It does seem to cross across almost all the apps that I normally use. So that's super peachy cool. Seems to be a little with messaging so far Um, Mm -hmm. my messages aren't syncing very well across all my devices sometimes I'll get a a message on my phone but not my computer or not my iPad or vice versa so I already heard 13.1 is coming on Monday so hopefully that will fix uh, some of these things but uh, other than that I haven't really noticed too much of a change Um, I haven't delved into some of the newer features yet um, I did set up my contact thing with my Memoji, which is just stupid. Um, <laughs> some of the updates and notes seem to be pretty cool, making it more powerful because, you know, I love my notes. Um, I love being able to sync that with my wife and, and stuff like that. So having checklists and things like that in there seems great. Um, I don't use Apple Music, so time synced lyrics, a uh, big feature they're touting, does nothing for me. Uh, all the stuff with the privacy with Face ID, ditto. Um, I haven't been able to use Apple login yet. I'm looking forward to that, but I'm already logged into all my apps. So, you know.
0: Yeah, me too. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't have to like really sign up for anything new. Yeah. But I'm yeah, I've had that same message problem as well. So that's kind of annoying. Yeah. But so far so good. I, I run my phone in black and white. So dark mode actually means nothing to me. Yeah. Well, you're weird that way. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that's
1: that's okay. <laughs> that's okay, yeah. Well, this is a non-judgment zone. This is a safe space, Jason, for
0: your oddness. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> this is the main place for my oddness. Come on, who are we kidding <laughs> here? Uh, yeah. I did update my watch, but man, that took forever. As did I, and I started to... I don't know how bad
1: yours was, but when I first started to do my update, it gives you that... Uh, I felt like I was back in Windows world. It said, nine days to update. Oh, man, mine just said, well, yeah, three hours for mine. (laughs) And then a few minutes later, it went to seven days to update. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I started to Google it going, how long is this update going to take? Because, you know, I got a life to lead, Cha-Cha, and I want to get my step counts in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I stumbled across a trick. And I don't know if you do this yet or not, but basically, you can speed up the software update dramatically by turning starting the update and then turning off Bluetooth on your phone because the watch defaults to trying to transfer things over bluetooth and if you shut shut it off it'll go to wi-fi and it's a lot faster
0: yeah i didn't know that so well, now you do man and
1: i did it and it was a game changer it went from nine days to 30 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah mine literally did take about three hours
1: Mine, so take, you know 35 minutes in total once i found figured out that trick so next time you got to do an update do it
0: all right turn off the bluetooth Oh, do, mm-hmm. did we did we pay attention to see if Bluetooth was turned on or off with this update or have we just given that up? I know we haven't talked about it in a couple of years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, this time it would have been invalid anyways. I wouldn't have known because I manually switched it off and had to go turn it back on anyways. So,
0: OK, well, I meant for the iOS update, not the not the Watch oh, update. right,
1: right. Yeah, I did not. Uh, I think it was it must have still been on because I had to go in and turn it off. So I, I, since I got the Apple watch and the ear pods, I have Bluetooth on all the time now anyways. Right. So,
0: yeah, it just seemed to be before in the old days it would turn it off or on. Yes. Depending, yes. It depending did on the cycle. <laughs> 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 wow. That was a lot of Apple talk for us. We never do this. I know. I know. Uh, let's not do it again for a year. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. Next week we got iPad OS. So we're going to have to say something. Oh, I'm oh well.
1: kind of forward to that one.
0: Yeah. I was really bummed to find out that didn't come out at the same time. I'm like, damn it. Mm hmm. Uh, so we got a little follow-up here. A ton of people sent me this link, and it is Wells Fargo to pilot dollar-linked stablecoin for internal settlement. And they, they they sent it to me because we do like to bash on the cryptocurrencies. Yes. But I would like to point out that this is an internal tool to speed up settlements, which is actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's also Wells Fargo who has a tendency to create fake accounts for their customers so they can charge them more. So I take anything that Wells Fargo does with a grain <laughs> of salt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a Yeah. It's just an internal thing. And it's not it's it's not it's a, it's funny money just within the company. That's it. So there you go. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: it's it's actually a good idea to do what it does because you do have the ledger, the blockchain behind the coin. So you can actually, you know, check all your transactions, but it's just to move money around internally, which mm-hmm. hopefully will make things faster for any Wells Fargo customers left. I don't know any, any of my friends that still use Wells Fargo after the the big debacle, but <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. But uh, since everybody sent it to me, I had to talk about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully
1: now when I snap a photo of a check and deposit it, it won't tell, tell me it takes three days for the money to show up anymore.
0: Ah, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with it. But uh, I gave up on that, that take a photo of a check thing. Hmm. It was, it's always bugged me. I'm like, okay, now I still have this check, but did it go through and can I get rid of the check? When can you I get to, rid of the check? You have to keep and, the
1: check until you see that the money's actually deposited in your account. And even then they suggest you keep it for, <laughs> you know, it's it gets ridiculous, doesn't it? Yeah. Who the hell's writing me checks?
0: I still get quite a few checks, but I just don't trust it. You know, I'm just always worried that they're going to come back in five days after I threw the check away on day four and say, hey, do you still have that check? Because there was something wrong with it. And then I have to go get another check. And it's just like, oh, man. First well, world problems. Yeah, really, it is. Uh, so it is storm area 51 day. And oh, man, I, I forgot. I
1: had tickets looked at
0: everything. <laughs> exactly did you get a chance to watch the the video that i put in the show notes
1: uh i didn't watch the video you put in the show notes because it is everywhere online so yes okay it was pretty epic
0: yes yes the uh there was a news guy out there they actually some guy did the naruto (laughs) naruto running uh right at the very end and i i just lost my shit it was really funny (laughs) i i'm
1: willing to bet that there are far more reporters there than people that showed up to do this
0: It looked like all the photos, either people had guns or cameras. That was about it. (laughs) Hey, that's America. Yeah. But I mean, the guy who did the run, uh, that guy wins the internet for the day. For for sure. sure. In the news. Amazon is back in the news. Well, they're in the news every damn day. (laughs) Yeah, This one I just love. Amazon crowdsourced their Q&A mm-hmm. because uh, Alexa doesn't have all of the good stuff that uh, Google does, you know, right. because you ask Alexa a question. She goes, oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Nope. derp, derp, derp." <laughs> so they crowdsourced a bunch of questions and the community has come through. What and it could is possibly the- go wrong? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just looking at this scratching my head going, hmm, well, A doesn't Amazon have enough money to maybe like hire people to answer these questions, Mm -hmm. you know, professional Googlers who can go find the answers in the Philippines. (laughs) So no, they went to the community and I can, this thing is just, I, I I'm shaking my head. It's only a matter of time, Brian. It's only a matter of time before somebody games the crap out of this thing. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, I don't. I. I still don't have any more Alexas in my house. I actually got rid of my Alexa app this morning. Ooh, big move! I forgot. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, (laughs) I literally don't have any more or Echoes in my home. I gave. I gave all of my Echoes to you. I yes, you did, and most of them have ended up at my mom's house. (laughs) Okay, so your mom is under uh, the watchful eye of Alexa. That's time. all right. That's all right. It's it, I, you know, I
1: still find them very useful. It's a great music player. Um, you know, I control my uh, my my lighting now since I have my Philips Hughes, Um, you know, and uh, I I like being able to ask it basic questions and you know knowing the weather. Or, you know, quick and easy Fahrenheit to Celsius calculations, all that sort of stuff. Uh, for me, it's very useful. And you know, I'm not planning to murder anyone. So. I'm well, all good. Plan- <laughs>
0: you see, nobody plans to murder someone for the most uh, no, part. No, no, no.
1: It's one of the very definitions. There is premeditated murder, Jason.
0: Well, I know, I know, but <laughs>
1: it are. Alexa, what is premeditated don't. murder?
0: <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I still, I, I, for, for the basic stuff, Siri still works for me fine on the watch. Yeah, see, I just never use Siri. Well, I use my watch for timers in the kitchen constantly. So that's, that's the nice thing about the watch, but you know, I guess the, the other thing that Alexa did that was, or Echo, whatever did that was really nice that uh, you could have multiple timers running.
1: Yes. Yes. I use it all the time in my, in my kitchen for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, not going back. So. All right. That's fine. There you all have it.
1: I'm not giving them back. I'm using them all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Facebook has unveiled its plan for its oversight board. Yes. Oh, Finally, there will be some sort of independent oversight board when they take down your content for no reason whatsoever, rather than that horrific system that they have where you send a message into the blue and nobody ever responds in theory,
0: in theory. (laughs) This is all in theory.
1: Yes. The firm insists the panel, which will hear its first cases in 2020, so it'll start up next year, will have power to override decisions it makes over contentious material and influence new policy. It is being dubbed the Facebook Supreme Court, and it will eventually compromise 40 people around the world, but will be much smaller at first. Now experts are questioning how independent this board is and what are the motivations behind setting this up. You know, They're saying Facebook does not have a court. There's only one vote that counts, the majority shareholder, Zuckerberg. And uh, it's just kind of silly. So there will be 11 part-time members. Again, this is a company that is rolling in money, but still <laughs> won't put enough money into it to have like full-time people. That's mm-hmm. just 11 part-time members. Uh, we don't know who any of these people are. Uh, and I did also note that uh, to get to this court, you still will ha- have to go through all the existing bullcrap stuff that doesn't work.
0: All of this content kind of works in real time. You need to get this stuff down fast. So- yeah, Exactly. With 40 people, you know, and Mm -hmm. no fewer than 11 part-time members, this makes no sense. This is a weird star chamber thing that they're doing. I don't quite get how this is actually going to move the needle on anything. Yeah,
1: I don't really either, other than I I guess the whole concept being, you know, it'll settle policies in the future. Like, okay, you know what? We've gone through this now. We're going to stop. Teach the AI that breastfeeding photos are okay. We've made a decision. Okay, I, that's the yeah, only I thing can I can yeah. imagine, right? Like it's going to yeah, this has it's to be for high level the, stuff. Yeah, it's going to get to the point. So basically, we're going to have an RTFM of what's allowed on Facebook because right mm-hmm. now on social media we have no idea. It's completely capricious and, and it's not even consistent. So the theory, I guess, here would that this board will create a consistency and a real policy about what kind of contents allowed.
0: Yeah, that's that's about the in only theory. thing I can. In theory. <laughs> I'd, We've been still waiting for you know delete my messages feature for how long now? We're never going to get that. We're never going to. That's never even discussed anymore. Wasn't that? It should have rolled
1: out six months ago, according to to Zuck's timeline. Yeah, we're, we're rolled out pretty
0: quick for him. Oh yeah, and then else. went away real quickly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of protest going on around the green movement today. Mm-hmm. And uh, yesterday, Jeff Bezos came out and announced a new massive commitment to fight climate change called the Climate Pledge. How about you just
1: don't send the five items I ordered at the exact same time in five different boxes? Let's start there. On five different
0: trucks. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they're going to start rolling out electric vans and all sorts of fun stuff. And they're trying to beat the Paris Accord by 10 years. All right. Well, hey, look. 100% hundred percent on board
1: with this. Love the fact that they're doing it. Shamed into it by their own employees. Even completely better,
0: shamed into it. Shamed yes. into it by their own
1: employees. <laughs> uh, but you know, did did Bezos? He, was he one of the shareholders that signed that whole? Uh, we're not just beholden to shareholder interest. Uh, this is oh, a new the kind CEO of corporate. Pledge. Yeah, the CEO pledge. Is he one of them? Because if so. This sounds like he's taking it semi-seriously. I don't know. I'd have to go dig up that PDF with all the is, signatures This is a on great it. move. This is a great move. I'm glad he's doing it. One of the biggest companies in the world. Good. Get on it. Every little bit helps. Yeah, of course it does. Too late. I mean, we lost two billion birds in North America in 30 years, so it's a bit late, but okay.
0: But they've been replaced all by bird scooters. That's right. Now, I have two stories in the notes about WeWork and their IPO, and we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about either of them, Brian. You know Good. Why? Why? Because WeWork isn't a goddamn tech company. That's why. I guess I need to stop talking about Uber and Lyft and because <laughs> they're not tech companies either. Nor is Airbnb. Nor is <laughs> well. Here's the thing: at least Uber and Lyft have more technology than WeWork does. Mm-hmm. They do have an app. Right. They are they literally actually are tech companies. I guess because so. that's all
1: they have. Because all they have is the app. That's right. They don't actually have an employees.
0: Yeah. Other yeah. way around. <laughs> yeah. WeWork is just a, you know, they're a real estate company mm-hmm. and who cares just because they say they're a tech company just to pump their valuation and, and sometimes they show up on TechCrunch, does not mean they're tech. So I am going to put them on the ban list right next to Kanye West. Okay. I'm with you on that. We're not going to talk about WeWork anymore. All right.
1: Moving on. Good plan. Moving on. So in tying in with uh, the pro- problems that Amazon Alexa might soon be seeing with their outsourcing and crowdsourcing of their answers. I stumbled across this article called See How AI Stereotypes You over at LifeHacker. And uh, there's a there's a program called ImageNet Roulette, and we can you can you can use it to it does facial recognition algorithms, which you know they're just gonna go ahead and call AI, whatever, uh, and you can play around with it and Put up your own pictures and stuff. And this was designed as part of an art and technology museum exhibit called Training Humans to show us the messy insides of facial recognition algorithms that we might otherwise assume are straightforward and unbiased. So you can do things like take a picture and you'll see all the various tags that the people who are the AI put into this database. And boy, oh boy, there's some racist ass shit in there. Oh really? Oh yeah. Tags including things like orphan, rape suspect, mulatto, negro, blackamoor. Uh, it's okay. a little crazy. So it's a fun article to go through, but uh, yeah, all these mechanical turks and and you know it, these are not unbiased, objective algorithms. This is all based on the work of people, and people have put in some really crappy shit. It.
0: At- <laughs> yeah, you're
1: surprised? No, I'm not. But I think yeah. it's just important that everybody knows. <laughs> yeah it tags like uh grind nerd wonk dweeb non-smoker another one was just face <laughs> <laughs> like somebody was this really database lazy that is day. a
0: complete mess like it's a joke <laughs> you can tell who's hung over at work that day it's like face. what's this
1: face <laughs> Just yeah. a face. Just a face. And the, the, like this ImageNet database is like being used by basically everybody. It's like one of the biggest ones out there, uh, most accessible sources of training da- data for image recognition algorithms. So awesome.
0: Yeah, great. Who made this thing? Uh don't really
1: know. I'm not sure who actually made it, but quartz reports that it was assembled from images collected online and tagged mainly by Mechanical Turk workers.
0: Bingo, but, there yes. we go. Mechanical Humans Turk
1: classified
0: images in mass for pennies on That's why you get what you pay exactly. for. Exactly. All right, Mechanical Turk for the win. Or not. <laughs> Oh, and I found this one over at Business Insider. Companies like Walmart, CVS, and Amazon are beefing up their healthcare strategies. Here are their plans to upend the $3.5 trillion industry. Mm-hmm. And I think the winner here is going to be Walmart, because they're going to start putting you know little healthcare clinics inside of their big superstores. Yep. And I saw this when I was in Chicago. We used to have a supermarket called Jewel. And inside the jewels, they started to put clinics, little tiny clinics. Uh, I think they were powered by CVS. Right. And they got so popular so fast that you know there was a, they, you had to get on a waiting list to go in. There were people lined up to get into these clinics at the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Who to thunk it? So I think this is genius. Convenience
1: convenience it's total convenience i get it like why why go and sit in a doctor's office and make an appointment if you can just pop down to the walmart do some shopping while you're waiting in line in line to get your flu shot well
0: it's not even a flu shot i mean they're doing more than flu shots yeah you I can know, get a flu shot everything. at the yeah. at the drugstore you know get those anywhere but you know if you need to get uh, like emergency care things like that they're doing that stuff there yeah plus the doctors can just watch you with the cameras while you walk up, walk around
1: the store and see the horrible things that you're buying to eat yeah that's true.
0: Yeah, you are <laughs> now a, banned. Spent a lot too aisle. much time in the liquor aisle there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That would be that would be great if they had like, you know, had your rewards card and they banned you from buying certain <laughs> things just for your health. Right. You know, you know it's coming. But uh, yeah, yeah, no more Twinkies for you, mister. Stay out of <laughs> aisle 12. So I think this is a a smart move for Walmart, for sure, because, you know, Amazon is just kicking the crap out of them online. So stick to what they got. Real world problems with real world locations, which is what, you know, that's what they specialize
1: in. You've got the physical space. You've got people coming there already. Why not give them more services? Makes total sense.
0: And next quarter, Amazon is going to have doctors on drones. So they will they will drone in a doctor to your house, lower <laughs> him down on a cable. He'll he'll check all your vitals and then he'll suck him back up into the drone and take him off to nah, his next appointment.
1: <laughs> they're not even going to do that. They're just going to put doctors in a tube.
0: Doctors in a tube. There we go. And uh, yeah, they can actually put him in the back of the uh, the delivery vans because, you know, The first delivery in the morning, they can drop the doctor off. He can check you out. And then when your next package gets delivered in like half an hour, he can just get on that truck and hop a ride to the next appointment. (laughs) That's right.
1: Or they'll ship the doctor in four separate boxes
0: to my house. (laughs) Some assembly required. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I thought this one was kind of interesting. Automatic has raised $300 million at a $3 billion valuation from Salesforce Ventures. All right. Now, they're you know, automatic is pretty big already. I think they were already valued at two billion before mm-hmm. before this bunch of cash. And uh, there's one thing in here that uh, good old Matty Matt said <laughs> that just kind of really really frightened me. What we want to do is become the operating system for the open web. We want every website, whether it's e-commerce or anything, to be powered by WordPress. Shudder. Shudder, mission accomplished well it's yeah it's pretty bad (laughs) already but (laughs) like
1: you know if 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 you're not on squarespace you're on wordpress come on
0: (laughs) yeah i mean they're running like i think it was 37 percent of all the major websites in the world it was just pretty damn big for something that is just so so bad
1: yeah you know the first year that we did this show i think everything we did was complain about wordpress Like every episode we complained about WordPress. Now we don't deal with it much anymore. So we don't.
0: Well, speak speak for yourself. (laughs) Uh, One o'clock in the morning last night, I'm on uh, email chat with the WordPress.com help desk trying to get grumpy old geeks moved over to (laughs) WordPress.com. So (laughs) at least then we don't have to deal with it. It's in their hands. But yeah, I just thought that was a, it's very interesting that they're taking the money and uh But that quote really kind (laughs) of, kind of frightened me just a little bit. Yeah. Like, Matt, yeah, go read the book Anti-Fragile. Well, Mm -hmm. competition is good and diversity is good because Mm -hmm. somebody figures out a way to hack WordPress, which they do every single day, you know, then the web is just basically dead open for business. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's open for business for spammers and hackers and everybody else. So write a bot, take down everybody. Remember Zoom Z U M E Zoomay not the Microsoft uh, music player No that was the Zoom, Zoom. with an that's N right.
1: Zoom with the N
0: Yeah no Zoom with an M they mm-hmm. uh, were the robotic pizza company Oh great that's just what Yeah I'm they thinking. made yeah they they were the the company that did the the robot pizzas mm-hmm. I think we I think we had a show title about them with their robot pizzas at some point well, they are now offering a combination of bespoke mobile kitchens that double as food trucks and delivery vehicles, combined with AI systems designed to better understand and respond to customer demand based on location, traffic patterns, and the like. I don't know what the like is. <laughs> they, they they have they have get this. They have partnered with and Pizza. OK, ampersand pizza and pizza. Mm. It's a it's a pizza chain. They've got 36 to fast casual locations, mm-hmm. but they're going to be using Zoom's forward mobile kitchen trucks to expand outreach in Washington, D.C. Now, oh. these are pizza machines, right? Yes. These, these are machines that make pizza. Right. Well, it's not like you're going to have self-driving trucks that have, you know, pizza machines that are just going around with the AI making the pizza as they, you know, they kind of want you to think it's a, it's a dude in a truck. There's several dudes in a truck because yep. somebody still has to hand people the pizza. They still have to load the dough in. It's saving like one really stupid step, which is actually the part where you want people that know how to cook to make the good food. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is just silly, but come on, go die in a grease fire. AI pizza trucks. This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by Hover. It's almost 2020, and you need your own domain name. If not for your business, then for your family. You're just way cooler if you can drop an email address with a custom domain name. Hover.com slash GOG is the single best place to buy that domain. If you've ever had to buy a domain from any other registrar, you know how difficult it is. Terrible interfaces and a constant barrage of upsells make it almost impossible to even just find a domain. Hover has an incredibly clean and intuitive user interface without all the insane upsells and a best-in-class customer support team. They have free Whois privacy on supported domains that you usually have to pay for at other sites just to keep your private details private, not with Hover. I have in my days bought thousands of domain names from every other registrar on the planet, and I can't tell you how refreshing it is to have Hover.com in my life. I moved everything over there years ago, and it has been such a blessing. And every month, they have great sales on awesome top-level domains. Right now, you can get .tech, .online, .site, .space, and .club, all for only $4.99. These prices do change often, so make sure you check their on-sale page when shopping for your domain. Hover has over 400 domain name extensions to choose from, including all the classics and all the fun new niche extensions. You can even get a .beer extension if you want one. The days of having to spend a fortune on .com domains is over. All my domains are new extensions because it's just the new normal. It also lets you get something more aligned with who you are as a company, individual, or family. So get started today. Go to Hover.com slash GOG and get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hover.com slash GOG to get your awesome domain name today and get 10% off your first purchase. And we thank Hover for supporting our show. Security? Ha! We're back this week with Dave Bittner from the Cyberwire Podcast. The Cyberwire is a free, community-driven cybersecurity news service based in Maryland. Dave is also co-host of the Hacking Humans Podcast, along with Joe Kerrigan, where they take on social engineering. I'm talking a little faster right now because Brian has his first heart out. So we gotta <laughs> we gotta light this candle and uh, get this puppy going. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we all remember what it was like to have our first hard outs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why I have a kid. <laughs> okay. Uh, how's it going, guys? Nice to be back. Going good. Going good.
1: Can't complain it's, too much. Well, yeah, if we can.
2: That's well, why we we're can. here. <laughs> that's yeah, the that's point that's, of the show. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what do we? Uh, what do we hit leading off with? Uh, interesting uh, developments this week on, on the podcasting front.
0: Yeah, yeah. This ties into something that we talked about before. Uh, so this is a little bit of follow up. Mm-hmm. Now, this company called Descript. D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T. They've launched a new podcast studio and a product called Overdub. Well, Descript got a bunch of funding, so they went on a, you know, a buying spree, as you do. They Mm -hmm. got a new pair of pants, and they bought another startup, which (laughs) is what you do when you get some money. Mm -hmm. And the startup that they bought was called uh, Liarbird, Mm -hmm. which we all played with. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's the one that will, you know, create audio from your voice so you can have new words that you can put into different things based on training and quote-unquote AI. AI. Mm-hmm. Descript is kind of an audio editor and transcript editor, which is kind of cool. It's, it hasn't really worked that well in the past, but it's getting to the point where it's actually kind of cool now. They've, they've upped their game, and the tech is kind of neat. Well, what they're saying is when you take Descript and you power it with Overdub, which is actually Mm -hmm. Liarbird, you can actually fill in words that you need to put into your podcast that you didn't actually say.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, I I think it's (laughs) I think it's awesome. And that they're trying. They're trying. We knew this is what was was going to be used for at some point. Mm -hmm. But they do have an ethics statement. Which I thought was pretty fun. Well, who
2: doesn't these days? But go on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you guys actually read the ethics statement? No. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Because I, I
2: figured. Didn't think why. I didn't yeah. think
0: you did. No, I'm not going to lie <laughs> so to you. They I did just, not. Here we go. I'll just give you a little taste here. Mm-hmm. Generative media, the field of research that relates to quote unquote deep fakes and other forms of synthesized audio and video, is advancing rapidly. In many use cases, the results are already indistinguishable from real media. This technology has exciting applications such as Descript's overdub feature, but it also holds the potential for misuse. While the script is among the first products available with generative media features, it won't be the last. As such, we are committed to modeling a responsible implementation of these technologies, unlocking the benefits of generative media while safeguarding against malicious use. We believe you should own and control the use of your digital voice. Descript uses a process for training speech models that depends on real-time verbal feedback, ensuring that individuals can only create a text-to-speech model of their own voice. Once created, the user is the owner of their voice and has the sole authority to decide when and how it is used. Hmm. Descript's generative media features are currently in closed beta. As we look toward a broader release, We will remain in conversation with leading machine learning researchers, ethics professors, and the broader public about how to best develop and implement this technology. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about it, and they're putting it out there up front because they're the first out of the gate.
1: Hmm. They're thinking about it, but they're not really, (laughs) there's nothing there. Like, how are they going to? do any of this how are they going to yeah. enforce safeguarding against malicious use how are they going to enforce that you're the only user and
2: uh, of your own voice
1: and you have the sole authority to decide when and how it's used how
2: yeah. how are they going to do that for me the the obvious use case of this is let's say i've hired voiceover professional to do the voiceover for my corporate video Mm-hmm. And they do a great read, and it's perfect, and now the corporate folks have come back and said, ooh, we just need to change a couple of words here. So rather than going back to voiceover professional for another round of recording, which could also make the cash register ring, um, if I had I this... I screw that guy out of their job. Yes, yeah. exactly. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you could... Um, Just make the changes and have it sound like that person, be a Uh, Mm sound-alike. But it could also be convenient for that person. I mean, for me, all the voiceover stuff I do here, if I had an editor, if we found there was an error and we needed to change something, it'd be great if I didn't have to come back in and re-record that, if the editor could just do it. Now, maybe there could be a system where, uh, you know, I get pinged on my mobile device that says, hey, editor Bob is is editing something in your voice. Are you okay with this? And then I respond and say, yeah, sure. I trust editor Bob or something like that. That, that sounds reasonable, but I am gonna have a lot of trust in editor Bob. Well, <laughs> you, you still have, but you still have to train this. Remember
0: you have to train it. You and I both went through, uh, you and I both, Dave went through the training process to do that. Right. And it's a bunch of random sentences that are shown to you. So unless you have your voiceover talent trained up on the AI, mm-hmm reading all of those things, then it really doesn't, you can't just say, Hey, take this voice and clone it with this tool. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of one of the safeguards. Well, but you don't need a live
1: voice to necessarily to train it. You can right, like what, you know, Dave's use case scenario is talking about is you already have, you know, an
0: hour of this guy's voice. Yeah, but you don't, Brian, Brian, you didn't go through the training. You have to read specific sentences so they can match it to the sentences. but I'm saying you put those sentences in your script.
2: Yeah, just put those sentences in your script. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'd you'd have to know what all the sentences were first. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: But you have to go through their entire system and get all of the
2: sentences to read. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's how it is now, but, you know, it's
1: going to get better.
2: It is absolutely going to get better. And speaking of getting better, um, I included a couple of links to some research that some folks have been doing about real-time voice cloning. And this is basically taking five seconds of audio sampling from someone and being able to use that to turn into speaking in their voice. And I, I have to say... It's coming along really fast compared to what Mm -hmm. we did with Liar. This is pretty impressive stuff. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to any of it, but I would love what this made me think of was what happens if this thing gets to listen to several hours of my voice because it's pretty close with only five seconds. Um, Whatever they're doing here is pretty impressive and I I guess the shape of things to come. Yeah, still in the research phase. Yeah.
0: Well, for the next month, and then it'll be a product. Right. <laughs> They'll get funding, and then yes. we're off to the races.
2: That's true. That's true. Yeah, the rate of change accelerates. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little bit of follow-up from uh, last week. Remember, we were talking about uh, privacy, and we were talking about how easy it is to de-anonymize data. And yes. I yes. was wondering about um, you know, are there ways to prove that you've Uh, Anonymized data and not be able to get it back. Uh, I actually heard from Joe Kerrigan, our buddy, who said that we should look into differential privacy, that that is one of the primary ways that they've come up with to do just that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've got a couple Mm -hmm. of uh, links here to both a Wikipedia page about differential privacy, but also a fun um, YouTube video that uh, involves nose picking. So that's always good uh, for differential privacy explanation. Um, basically what they do is with differential privacy, they're able to inject a certain amount of noise into the results. And by injecting that noise into the results, you can't, it it gives you plausible deniability. So you can't know for sure that any individual's answer is accurate, but with a large enough data set, you get the same overall results that you would have gotten otherwise. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. These companies should start doing that then.
2: Well, one of the things the video (laughs) talks about is how... Very few companies are doing it. Apple's doing it. Google's doing it, but um, evidently it's not uh, not widely not adopted lot. these days. Yeah, right. yeah. So hmm. interesting. It's a good, good video. It's a fun little six or seven minute video. Uh, I recommend it. It's a nice little explainer.
0: Cool. Bittner approved. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think this next one is not going to be Bittner approved. Mm. Millions of Americans' medical images and data are available on the Internet. Okay, yes, go figure. An AWS bucket? Yeah, probably, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Um, What it is is, like, uh, x-rays, MRIs, and CT scans are done by third parties all the time. Mm -hmm. And these third parties don't really have the best security practices in place. And, of course, they do go out and get their AWS buckets get to set a password and bob's your uncle Mm -hmm. and so it's this is going to keep happening and everybody's making a big stink about this because they're medical images right yeah and they're tied to you know personal identifiable information so we need something like gdpr to go against these companies and say hey you screwed up yep we want your monies and we want you to fix it yeah this is yeah. Yeah, it just comes back down to that because you can you can take out medical images and data and replace it with just about anything. Millions of Americans, blah, 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 are available on the Internet mm-hmm. that they didn't know about.
2: Yeah, the um, we, we covered this uh, on the CyberWire this week. And one of the major concerns with this sort of information is that it can be used for social engineering. Where mm-hmm. if you receive a call from someone who says, "Hello, this is so and so from the CAT Scan Lab, and uh, I'm just reviewing some information from those scans that you ordered from Doctor yeah. Jablanovic." Uh, yep. But before you, I you do, all that info. yeah, before before I do, I just need a little more information from you. And oh. away, social security
1: number, please. Yep. Yep. yep.
2: <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, we just want to verify. Yeah, uh, what, what was that first high school you went to? Because yeah, you know, all of that. you might have exactly. been injured there from from from, <laughs> from looking at your CT scan. But this thing, might, this might be a high school injury. Were you playing high school sports? What high school did you go to? Um, oh, maybe you tripped over your cat when you were a kid. Oh, you had a dog. Oh, What was your dog's name? Your first right. dog's
2: name. Well, and the <laughs> other thing too is that you know a lot of these types of tests and scans are done at bad moments in people's lives. You're injured. You're sick. You don't. You're, you're uncertain. Mm-hmm. You're scared, and so that emotional component makes it. Even more susceptible to social engineering. Yeah, definitely. Oh well, there we have it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, interesting article from the folks over at Vice. Uh, sort of piling on to something we've covered a, a bunch of different times, but really laying it out there uh, under the light of day. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. about uh, <laughs> folks using license plate scanners. And the databases that they build and these private networks of tracked license plates and how easy it is to basically get someone to track someone for you. They went through and um, got permission to track someone. And uh, the ease with which they could track someone was pretty remarkable, a little bit chilling. Yeah. Um, cost 20 bucks to look up a license plate, 70 bucks for a live <sighs> alert. So if a license plate passes by one of the scanning locations or vehicles that feed into the system, it'll let you know where it is in real time.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: <laughs> it, well, I can I can actually see some good uses for that,
0: though. If you're worried about a stalker and or an ex-husband who's violent and you get an alert that his license plate is in the neighborhood, batten down the hatches and call the popo. You know, there are yeah. some good uses for it.
2: Yeah, but I would love... I, I agree, but I would love to see that alert only available with a court to order. To certain people. With a court order. Mm, yep, right? I like that. Just convince and a there's judge another, that you're in danger.
1: Another good use, obviously, the Amber Alerts, because we always mm-hmm. get license plate numbers for the cars. Like, you can stop texting us all now. You have a solution here.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah,
1: I agree. It needs There needs to be oversight, and there you, you, this shouldn't... This shouldn't just be available for 20 Mm bucks to anyone, you know, which it kind of is at the moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that this article noted that I thought was interesting, they say one legal issue with industry use of license plate data is that the Fourth Amendment does not apply to non-government entities. A private investigator or repo man or an insurance company does not need a warrant to search for someone's movements over years. They just need to pay to access the DRN system or find someone willing to share or leverage their access just, like, just like motherboard did. Great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think the, the the bottom line with this is that we just need some regulation, right? What we, we need, we need. That GDPR. sounds. That's
1: crazy talk. That's what everybody
2: tells me. It's I crazy talk. Regulation. <laughs> I'm I'm throwing a monkey wrench into the gears of commerce. I I realize that. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, know. regulation think, would
1: be a really good idea here.
2: <laughs> what do you think it would take? What do you think would be a test case? Do you think somebody would have to use this to trace some you know, senator going on a, an Appalachian trail trip or something to yep. visit their girlfriend? That would be the thing that would...
1: Uh, it's going to have to burn a lawmaker.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I really do think that's... It's going to take that or it's going to take a handful of pe- people that use it to like kill someone.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. And proven
1: in court and not even just one time won't be enough. It'll have to be like a scourge. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you know, five people have now died be- because they were tracked with their license plates through this system.
0: Right. Yeah. What's the body count going to be? Yeah, it's going to need a body count. actually act. Yeah,
1: hmm. A body count or a senator losing his job because he's banging some somebody else.
2: Mm hmm.
0: hmm. <laughs> Well, we know that they don't lose their job for that. Otherwise, oh. we would have no senators left. <laughs> and that is where we are today. The interesting thing about these cameras and people having them everywhere is I want to talk about Ring for one more time mm. because I, I mentioned how terrible they were. It's interesting. We've got a story coming up in apps and Doodads called A Brutal Murder, a Wearable Witness and an Unlikely Suspect. And they track this person's Fitbit to when their heart stopped. Oh, yes.
2: Mm hmm.
0: So they went around the neighborhood and got all of this ring video from different times and trying to track different people that went through. Not one single ring camera could read a damn license plate. The video was (laughs) so bad. They had pictures of the guy's car who probably committed the murder, but they couldn't get a license plate off of it because ring cameras were so bad. And also they only caught the beginning of the person and then they shut off and didn't give you any more video. Like I complained about hmm. with the crazy guy outside my house. It's like, okay, I got him walking up to my house, but then it's dead for five minutes. I'm like, that kind of defeats the purpose of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, <laughs> well, not hopefully, I'm guessing these people have better cameras on their license plate readers than you know trying to get a a ball of you know local crazy housewives with ring cameras trying to set this up.
2: Yeah. Well you just need that uh you just need that Star Trek technology where they say uh you know zoom um on-screen magnify enhance
1: <laughs> I always think of it I always go uh blade runner that was the yeah, first time I was time say, I really more blade runner seeing, yeah, yeah that was yeah. definitely a blade runner thing it was
0: cool as crap <laughs>
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: I, I remember the first time I showed my dad Photoshop he's like this is just like Blade Runner. <laughs> i <I'm> like, what <laughs> better? Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Then I showed him how, how I could copy and paste somebody's head onto somebody else. And he's like,
2: oh,
0: wow. <laughs> like, this was on Photoshop too, by the way. It was the beginning of deep fakes, right? It was, Right. it was. Yes. Yeah, nobody complained about it back then. Why all the hubbub now? No, no, no. Pl- plenty
1: of pe- plenty of people were worried about that sort of stuff back then. That's when photoshopping, you know, magazine articles or magazine covers and women and all that sort of stuff. That that was a huge big deal when ph- Photoshop yeah. came out.
2: Remember, National Geographic got in trouble for rearranging the pyramids.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because oh, yeah. it looked better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, we we know better
2: than the ancients. Yeah. <laughs> we went to art school. Right. Right. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. Well, that is what I have this week. I uh, we will look forward to chatting again next time. All right. All right. Have nope. a great weekend. Enjoy your lack of privacy. I shall. Actually, we don't need you next
0: week, Dave. We got everything we need from you this week. We will actually just replace you next week. <laughs> yes. We, you've given us enough words.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. What is this funny paragraph here in the notes? Uh... <laughs> the, quick the quick brown fox brown jumps fox over today. the... <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah, I'll mm. read that for you, no problem. It's funny thing <laughs> is, my boss asked me to read the same thing last week. Interesting. Mm, mm. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. that's about. All right.
1: Well, they'll be checking your license plate to see if you're trying to drive into work tomorrow. They'll stop mm-hmm. you.
2: Yep. Right, they'll use uh, the facial <laughs> recognition to, to watch me walk <laughs> into the the building with my arsenal. Ups and doodads!
1: Brian, I got a new Fitbit. I didn't even think they were still around. Weren't they like going to switch to being a B2B company?
0: Well, yeah, uh, pretty much. It is going for the healthcare side. I got a Fitbit Inspire. Okay. Are you inspired? I am inspired. I am inspired. It works pretty well. It's the only one that they have left that you can get a belt clip for. Because my problem is I am on a treadmill desk all day. Mm-hmm. My hands are on the desk editing and doing the magic that makes the podcasts go. Right. Well, that means my Apple watch ain't doing jack squat for me. So my steps are ridiculously low. And I wanted to start. I started at the beginning of September when I got this thing and I'm only wearing it when I'm on the treadmill while I'm working mm-hmm. and I want to see how long it's going to take me while I work to walk across America. So <laughs> I want my 3,000 miles. I always wanted to walk across America, but ain't no way in hell at 48 years old with a gammy leg that I'm ever going to do it. So I can like, barely walk well, out the house. Challenge. Yeah, God, t- tell me about, it. dude. I can barely walk on this treadmill. Come on. <laughs> so I got it as a fun little thing to you know keep track of it. I'm up to 70 miles already. So I gotta say, Jason, um, it's ninety nine ninety five. You could have gotten a uh, like five dollar no, pedometer. Not. No, no, no! It's the sixty-nine dollar version. I got—I didn't get the HR. I just got the basic Inspire. Still could have just Pedometers, got a five dollar pedometer. No, those work. For, those work even worse. Trust me. Okay. I, I, I did get one a while ago and tested it. And it it's—they're bad. They're really bad. But so I got this. I'm tracking it. And you know what? A regular five dollar pedometer doesn't come with an app. Badges. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get no stinking badges for five dollars. Right. So. So far, it's working really well. I've, it's a nice, easy Fitbit. I, I remember now why I really like the Fitbit so much. You just put it on and go. You don't have to really worry about it. It just does its thing. It sinks and you're done. And it's ridiculously accurate because my treadmill has a step counter on it, mm-hmm. but it, it goes away after I turn the power off. It's just for that session. I did a couple tests where I walked five miles and it was off by two steps. Right. So, I mean, it's ridiculously accurate when you're on a treadmill with the Inspire. So I like that. It was just, it, it's just something to do because I just was worried that I was losing all my steps and I'd made a fun game out of it. I wanted a game. I need something to entertain me while I'm stuck in my goddamn garage seven days a week. <laughs> okay. It's the little things, Brian, that keep it's us little, going. It's the little things that keep you going. <laughs> exactly, and speaking of Fitbit, I found this great story over at Wired called "A Brutal Murder, A Wearable Witness, and an Unlikely Suspect." It is called the Telltale Heart Fitbit Murder, <laughs> and it's a long read, and but it's very fun. It's a good read. It's it's a little sad. Well, it wasn't end, very fun uh, for the person that died, <laughs> or the or the uh, you know suspected murderer right um which they never proved but he ended up uh yeah a spoiler alert dying so <laughs> it's uh it was an interesting story though i liked it it's a fun little story it. It where just... everybody dies exactly mm-hmm. it's kind of like game of thrones right
1: <laughs> uh-huh oh and facebook facebook just can't stop trying to get into your pants and your bedroom <laughs> and your... anywhere that you don't want them to be they have uh I can't. Do you remember the name of the f- first one? Was just called Portal, right? It was just little swiveling camera that had AI that kept the camera on your face or body as you moved around the room, and nobody wanted it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was the little Portal that looked like kind of like an iPad with a thing. That, but the first one was the one that you put in your bedroom. To it was called. Does this uh, dress make my ass look fat? Oh right, Echo. Yes. Yes, yeah, that one is like you could it could, you know, take pictures of you in your outfit and nobody bought yeah. that one, I think. Yeah, <laughs> so well, they're giving it another go. This
1: is a they're they're launching Portal TV, a one hundred and forty nine dollar video chat set top box that equally nobody will want to have. Uh, yeah, we don't uh, <laughs> they, they want you to basically put this on your TV and it, it's a clip on camera for video calling AR gaming and content co-watching because, you know, you want to make sure you watch a TV show with somebody that isn't with you.
0: You know, reason. we used to do that a lot with over <laughs> regular things. If, if we had this back when we were watching the World Cup, when you were in Venice and I was in Chicago, we totally would have bought this.
1: Probably. But no, we wouldn't have bought this because, you know, it wouldn't have been made by Face Facebook and it wouldn't be a company no that we don't then. trust at all. <laughs> it would have been like some yeah. third party company out of nowhere we would have hacked it together ourselves
0: and blah, 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 Which blah. Which we did. Connectix, <laughs> we used Connectix quick cams, right. the 16 grayscale cameras back in the day. I, I like this idea. I just wish it wasn't Facebook. Yeah, I mean, me all of the stuff with the portal I think is great. I would love to have these things if it just wasn't made by Facebook. Yeah, I agree. So And who else is going to make it? Okay, Amazon. You've already got that with your... (laughs) Yeah, but you've got those. You already own those. Yep. Uh, Google, same problem. Apple, if Apple made them, I would be more inclined, but they already do make them. It's called FaceTime on an iPad. So, but I like the idea of just having the camera over the TV so you can like, you know, watch each person's living room and be able to like, you know, do stuff together and say hi. And it'd be nice to be able to just flip to that little set top thing i think that would be cool i mean it's just video conferencing so yeah but uh, facebook has a way of making simple video conferencing absolutely creepy so nobody (laughs) wants to use it exactly way to go they've done a very good (laughs) job of that i'm guessing you're not going to buy one no 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 no.
1: i'm never i don't well i never say never but i never plan to have any physical facebook device
0: ever Good idea. Good idea. Except for that app in your phone, which kind of turns it into a physical Facebook device. Because it's listening to us. Of course it is. Always. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw this one uh, just this morning on Twitter. And this is a hat tip to Paul Cloutier. And he says, every once in a while, I remember why I love the internet. And it is a Twitter account called Can You Pet the Dog? A catalog of pettable and non-pettable dogs in (laughs) video games. Great. This is what the internet was made for. Damn it. (laughs) It's great. I mean, you you don't get it because you don't play video games, but there are certain dogs that you cannot pet in a video game because they will kill you. That's right.
1: Media Candy. I watched a bunch of stand-up comedian specials all of which are on netflix because netflix sure puts a lot of money into stand-up these days
0: yes they do yes so, they do
1: <laughs> so i caught up on all the uh the stand-ups that have been making the waves and causing all kinds of consternation out there i saw dave uh, Chappelle's sticks and stones which i thought was funny i don't really see what the big deal was there oh because he told the truth that's the big deal mm, whatever he's a comedian Get i like i like
0: exactly that's why i loved it so much i loved that that special
1: yeah i also uh, saw bill burr's new one paper tigers which i thought was very good i love that yep, one as well same. and then i saw colin quinn who i did not realize was still around as a stand-up uh red state blue state which was okay i think he tried to be very poignant and meaningful but it's colin quinn so how poignant and meaningful can you be
0: yeah i'm skipping on that one i never liked colin quinn <laughs> ever yeah that was definitely
1: the weakest of of the three that i watched so the take it yeah, for what it will. Uh,
0: now, Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr, I loved both of those. They were really, really good. And uh, did you ever finish watching The Chef Show season one? No, I kind of gave up on it. I just didn't find it very interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I went through it. The only one that I completely skipped was after about 30 seconds was the Gwyneth Paltrow goop special. Right. Could not watch that, but I watched the rest of them. I kind of got into it. I enjoyed it, but uh, season two is now on, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to check that out and probably this weekend, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, you know, it's popcorn. You can put it on in the background and not pay attention to it, and look up every now and again, and it's kind of fun. Right. So good, good background show. Fair enough. And uh, there's some news about
1: Battlestar Galactica that came out this week. Yes, Uh. yes, because everybody is spinning out their own networks, including NBC Universal, which is going to call it the peacock (laughs) so everybody is mining into whatever content they have because you know if you want to get us to subscribe you better have some content and uh we're going to get a well they said a reboot of battlestar galactica by mr robot sam esmail but it's not a reboot, but it's not a reboot. He did take to no. Twitter to clarify yeah. that it will be a new story within the mythology. But we don't know when or what or anything right now. And I'm not particularly thrilled about this because we all know how I felt about Mr.
0: Robot. Well, here's the thing. I mean, he he took a great story, Fight Club, mm-hmm. and turned it into Mr. Robot. So we'll see what movie he steals from next to turn <laughs> Battlestar Galactica.
1: Yeah, we'll see. You know? But uh, none of the original people are going to be involved, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he turns like, you know, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which, you know, actually might work because they're on the run from, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Just just (laughs) pulling it out there, but uh, we'll see what he comes up with. Now, this one I didn't even know about. Uh, The Dark Tower Amazon pilot will be helmed by 24 and Predator 2 director Stephen Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Did you know that uh, Amazon was doing a... The yes well when
1: they announced the movie if the plan was that there was going to be a movie and then a follow-on series that i i believe they, i, I can't remember if they said at the time that it was going to be on amazon but it was the, the the plan was a movie and then a series and uh I kind of thought I kind of figured the series was just going away because the movie bombed.
0: Yeah. And that's because that's what I thought, too. I thought it was going to be I thought it was like on TBS or something where the series was going to live right between movies. But yeah, since the movie was so unbelievably God awful (laughs) and uh, they do say the series was originally going to tie into the 2017 film of the same name. And uh, the plan now is for the show to be a more faithful adaptation of the book series. Because they know they stepped on their dick
1: with the movie. Yes, because they really did screw it up with the movie. So I will be cautiously optimistic about this. Did you ever go and watch the movie? No. Okay, don't. I had enough enough friends of
0: mine that are big fans of the book told me, do not. I'm not even a fan of it. the book, and I can tell you don't see it. <laughs> right. it, was, it was just incomprehensibly bad. So bad. And I love Idris Elba. Can, you can pass on, you know, McConaughey. Yeah. But uh, anyway, moving on. Amazon Music rolls out a lossless streaming tier that Spotify and Apple can't match. But uh, Neil Young wept. Neil Young wept. Uh, Neil Young actually said, Earth will be changed forever when Amazon introduces high-quality streaming to the masses. This will be the biggest thing to happen in music since the introduction of digital audio 40 years ago. And I'm sure he was saying that completely and utterly fucking sarcastically. (laughs) Dear
1: Neil Young. That high quality audio is still going to be listened to out of ladies in a
0: tube and crappy headphones. Yep. Yep. No, this is just, they're like, we got it. Let's just put it out. You know, somebody's going to like it. We can add it to a press release somewhere. Nobody really cares. (laughs) Oh, man. And I do have a a cool article over on Billboard called Shirley Manson says her podcast. The jump is a revelation in my life. So Shirley is, is, you know, fully on the podcast bandwagon now.
1: All right. Well, I, I love her. I love her, and I love listening to the podcast, so that's great. Keep doing it.
0: Yep, she is. They're working on season two right now. That's why I put it in here, because uh, this is kind of follow-up. We talked about it when it came out, and uh, mm-hmm. you liked it, I liked it, and uh, hopefully season two will be just as good. hmm At the library.
1: I went back and read one of my old favorite books. I remember a long time ago, I think when I was moving and we, we were still doing the podcast, I told you I did a big call of my books and some of them I kept uh, for, for no reason whatsoever. I was just like, I've had this book forever. I've carried it around from every single place I've moved to. I must have it for, for a reason. Yep. And I went back and read one of them this time. And it was Eon by Greg Bear. And it was a very long, very deep, very hard sci-fi book. And I loved everything. Every page of it. Okay. I'm really thrilled. I went back to read it and I discovered that there are follow-ups that i never knew existed. So I'm going to be delving into that world for a bit. Okay. We'll talk to you in about six months when you finish them all. Yep. They're very long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember remember the rule that we had that everybody... It I seems know. To I got to break it up.
1: I got to break it up. Yeah. Okay. I'll break it up. I'll read something else first before I read the next
0: yeah, one. Yeah. For new listeners who don't know our rule, uh, it's basically we used to read all of these anthologies back to back to back because you w- couldn't wait to get to the next one. And it turns out that's a really bad idea. Yes, you got to break it up. You got to break it up. Otherwise, it's by the time you get to the end, you're just like, I'm so sick of these characters. Can they just Mm -hmm. go away? And it just ruins the enjoyment. So that's the rule. That's the rule. Thai food is delicious, but you don't want to eat it four days in a row. No, unless you're in Thailand. Then it's okay. Then it's okay. I read Permanent Record by Edward Snowden. Ah, the book the government doesn't want you to read. Well, the book the government wants you to buy so they can take all the money from it, actually. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing in here that we didn't really know, but it's the backstory behind, you know, his life and how he grew up and how he got into where he was and what he did. And some of the stuff in there, we didn't know, like how he got the stuff out, why he got the stuff out and what he did. And uh, I thought it was a great book. Honestly, I really did. Excellent. Yeah. I I have no complaints about the book at all, except for I wish there was uh, more about his life in Russia after you know, the exile, (laughs) but yeah, it would be interesting to know what's going on there. Yeah. And uh, there's some stuff about it, you know, but uh, all in all, I thought it was actually a pretty good book. I read it in a day and a half. So I, I mean, I powered through it. It was all in all, I thought it was a great read and uh, it's a light read. So you can just punch through it pretty easily. And uh, if you're getting it on audible, thank God, Edward does not read it himself. He, they have a professional reader in there because I don't know if you've ever heard him speak not the best speaker on the planet uh, so but yeah I give it a thumbs up I think everybody should read it I okay. think you should steal it though I don't think you should pay for it because the feds are going to take all of the profits from the book because they say he violated his NDA which, which he actually he did. did and yes. a lot of other things <laughs> but so go steal Edward uh, Snowden's new book Permanent Record on shelves now alright of the Week Elon Musk is my moron of the week. All right. Well, actually, you know what? It might be Elon Musk's legal defense team. OK. Because remember the whole kerfuffle with the, the diving crew and the kids in the cave and all that? Yes, yes. And a pedo guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Vernon Unsworth uh, and Elon got into a kerfuffle and Elon called him a pedo guy on Twitter. And uh, Elon is coming out and saying, no, 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 that doesn't mean he's a pedophile. You know, whatever. <laughs> and a pedophiliac is a like what a necrophiliac versus a pedophile, I guess. Uh, anyway, long, it's a long yeah. Morning. I'm just
1: gonna let you hang
0: on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang out to dry. Thanks for thanks for coming in and saving the day. No for No problem, on that one. man. No problem. Yeah. So they're saying no, no, no. This is just what we called creepy old guys in South Africa when I was growing up, right? Okay. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, and I also have uh, Bruce Herring from Deadline. He put a spoiler in his title. Mm -hmm. I was I'm a fan of MasterChef and uh, we're still working our way through the finale. But I wake up the morning after the finale and in the title, in the headline of his article is the name of the winner. Fuck you, Bruce Herring. Are you stupid? (laughs) So I left a comment and, you know, I didn't use profanity. (laughs) I did not use profanity when I when I called him out. Jason, you are so good at being a jerk. You don't need to use profanity. That's how good you are at it. This is true. This is true. (laughs) I called him an amateur and asked if he'd ever used the Internet before. Uh, So I have now been banned for life for commenting on (laughs) Deadline. (laughs) Oh, so awesome. and, and people there are racist people in the comments talking about the 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 whole thing and it's just like screaming they're just horrible human beings and i just call the author an amateur so i get banned because this fucking asshat has never been to internet school and doesn't <laughs> know how to write a headline for a show that people haven't watched yet because i don't know fucking dvrs Fucking idiot. So Bruce Herring needs to be fired from Deadline. And if he owns Deadline, the board needs to oust him right now. That's all I'm saying.
1: All right. (sighs) Well, I'm going to take. I feel better now. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad. I'm going to take your Elon Musk as Moron of the Week and turn it around and also make him Hero of the Week because he saw a story on Twitter from Newsweek, uh, the headline being massive semen explosion after Blaze hits Bull artificial insemination facility. Firefighters forced to dodge projectiles and tweeted. Told you AI was dangerous. Yeah, it's funny, man. It
0: was pretty good.
2: It was funny. It was pretty good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he 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 he, he made up for the other one. There you go. Closing shout outs. I got a quick shout out to a friend of the show MXV. He just finished his fifteenth, I believe riot fest gig as a photographer over there so he posted up his photos over at punkvinyl.com you can check out the the couple days of riot fest and a secret show with the descendants it's pretty good stuff for uh my former photography student he's done well with himself so uh cheers to mxv for those photos they're pretty good I, i checked them out they're good and i would like to say please everybody hit those stars on overcast we're losing ground we're losing ground get oh, us no. back up to the top <laughs> yeah yeah we haven't asked you guys in a while so uh, if you've got that overcast open up just uh, hit a bunch of stars for the past episodes and the one you're listening to helps us out because we just like it
1: yeah basically <laughs> really it doesn't like really it. help us out much at all but we like it
0: <laughs> we like it we like, we, we like to see that you guys are listening it's fun so until next time I'm Jason Filippo and I'm Brian Schulmeister thanks for listening to Grumpy Old
1: Geeks to support the show and keep us on the air go to patreon.com gog Cost us a few bucks and we'll love you forever. If you don't like Patreon but still want to support the show, you can give a one-time or recurring donation by just going to GOG.show and clicking that PayPal button. Your support really keeps us going and we really appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 378. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy.